long time no talk. This is Jennifer with Paranormal.chat. Hi everybody, uh, sorry about that long hiatus. Yeah, um, there's just been some stuff that's happening currently. Today, I think, has been like the first day of like the whole mass hysteria for the whole coronavirus thing here in San Antonio, so it's been hectic. Um, let me see. <laughs> There's just been a lot of stuff that's happened since the last time. I think the last time was the week of the last Friday, the 13th of 2019. I think that was December, and now it's March, uh, Friday the 13th. So, Yay. Yeah, it's been a bit. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the blame for that. Uh, I've just had a lot of uh, a lot from both of my jobs. They both were used to not be high stress jobs and now they both are. <laughs> so it's just been tough dealing with that and being a mom. I got off of my uh, antidepressants and literally went through withdrawal symptoms, which I did not know <laughs> could happen. So don't don't get off of your antidepressants without talking to your doctor. <laughs> um, and I'm just I'm sorry for a. Uh, for taking this long to get back. I'm just gonna say that I can't guarantee that I'm not gonna put my mental health before anything else though. But this is paranormal.chat. Uh, it's a podcast for anything paranormal, cryptid, uh, crazy dreams. I know that I've been hearing a lot of podcasts about lucid dreaming, uh, a lot of, oh god, what is it called when they can't move and whatnot? It's sleep paralysis. Yeah, sleep paralysis. I just want to hear all your spooky stories. Even your true crime ones. I'm into that too. Uh, just because it's called paranormal.chat doesn't mean that I don't want to hear about that crazy ass shit too. Because that's uh, that's definitely much more real to other people. Um, so if you'd like to send in your own story for it to be read, uh, you could email it to letschatparanormal at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at paranormal.chat. And uh, if wherever you listen to us, if you could give us a like and a subscribe and leave us a good review. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the way for other people to discover us and you know we definitely want that because we want to hear other people's crazy stories yeah and I, another reason why i feel that you know through our hiatus to going to right now perfect timing a lot of people are uh, gonna self-quarantine they're gonna stay away from everybody and or they should yeah so <laughs> doesn't you know, mean they will <laughs> we're here for you if you've if you're one of the smart ones and decide you're staying in and you're listening to us good job yeah. And if you're not, anyways, just be safe. Wash your hands. God damn it. Stop hoarding all the toilet paper. Oh, don't even get me started on the toilet paper. <laughs> anyways, what's going to be our subject for today? Today, we are going to be talking about um, haunted dolls. Haunted dolls. Yeah. Yay. I feel like there is actually a, a quite a few haunted dolls that are kind of famous. There's always like the greatest hits. And of course, I think the most famous haunted doll is Annabelle. So I don't want to do that just because i know that there is a yeah, lot it's been overdone well it's over it's overdone but i feel like there's a lot of inaccurate information out there so if i ever do annabelle i want to make sure it's like 
much more research than just a day or two. Yeah, we're just dipping our toes back into this. Yeah. You know, it's been crazy. You know, her her jobs. Uh, me too. He's about you know, to start a second job, so. The baby, the hordes of mass hysteria out there, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. So, you know, we're just dipping our toes back in the water. So. Yeah, but um, so. I'm actually going to be doing Robert the Doll, which I feel is also very famous. Uh, but I've actually run into some people when I've mentioned Robert the Doll, they had no idea who I was talking about. And I was just like mind blown because I feel like he's also like one of those super famous haunted dolls. Um, I mean, if you're into spooky stuff, I guess. I guess. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think I read somewhere or heard it maybe on a podcast before that Robert the Doll was the base for uh, Chucky for Child's Play, which kind of makes sense um, once you hear his story. So I don't know. It, it just the Chucky story seems so different from the Robert story. Uh, mm, there's similarities. Of, of obviously, he's not over <clears throat> there murdering and. Well, I like. I I guess the spirit inhibition is that what you're saying about, or uh, you know the hosting of the spirit inside the doll. Uh huh. But I in Chucky isn't it like it's Charles whatever right. Um, sort of. Like, they both have voodoo, uh, associated Yeah, but with Robert's it. supposed to be, like, a non-human entity in there, right? Uh, it, the stuff that I've read and listened to and watched, um, it never really says what it is. They just say it has voodoo, um, magic in it. Voodoo and black magic. So, take with that what you will. <laughs> so, um, let me get started. So... Robert the Doll, this story takes place in Key West, Florida. That was our dog sneezing. Don't think it was a ghost. (laughs) Okay, so Robert the Doll is the story of a doll given to Eugene Robert Otto as a child. Uh, In this story, I'm just going to call him Gene. Uh, You'll know why in a second. Gene was given a life-size doll, uh, and he named it after himself. And obviously, it was Robert. So... I've heard two uh, variations of the origins of the doll. One says that the doll was handmade by by one of his family servants, and another variation is that the doll was manufactured in Germany and given to Jean for his birthday by his grandfather. And so the doll is actually supposed to be standing about 40 inches, which is like a little bit like a foot and a half maybe under than my height (laughs) like close to two right what 40 inches it's a little bit under four feet is it yeah 48 inches is four feet um so they it was either the servant or the grandfather that gave him this what both stories do have in common though is that the servant wasn't treated very well by jean's family and she cursed the life-size doll with voodoo and black magic when Jean was given the doll, he quickly became obsessed with it. And maybe that's why he named it after himself. So the first indication of any type of out of the ordinary happenings was when Jean began waking up in the middle of the night to find Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Which is just creepy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how that wouldn't have... I know. Immediately prompted for him to like just <laughs> dump that bad boy, but exactly. anyway, continue. Yeah, so anyways, creepy as fuck. 
So his mother reported she was woken by his screams for help and the sound of furniture being tossed and overturned in his bedroom. So Mama Robert or Mama Jean goes over, runs over there trying to get help to him. And naturally the door is not opening. So she's struggling to get the door open, her poor baby screaming in there. And finally, when she gets the door open, the room is in shambles. Uh, poor little Jean is laid up in his bed. He's all curled up in there, terrified. And Robert the doll is sitting at the foot of the bed still, just being a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah, so, like, after that first night, like, I know if that happened with our kid, like, that doll would be gone, like, that yeah, same night. immediately. <laughs> like, he's, he's gonna go in the ditch, basically. No, he's getting driven somewhere <laughs> far, far away. Well, so, that was the first incident so after that Jean's parents reported often hearing uh Jean speaking to the doll but to everybody's horror they would also hear responses oh wow that's again that would have been like another like yeah (laughs) like why are you okay with these responses so they would hear responses and it would be like in a completely different voice though like a much deeper voice than... Yeah, I mean, like, you're pretty sure you can recognize the octave of your kid yeah. compared to a different voice. Yeah, and he's... <clears throat> God, I think he was, like, maybe 10. Like, he still had that little baby voice, you know? And so... Um, so they start hearing the voice, and on top of that, they also start hearing giggling coming from the doll, which is not okay. If I ever hear giggling, even here, and if I know our kid's asleep, I'm gonna be flipping the fuck out and crying and so i don't know why these parents are okay with it so far (laughs) um so they hear him giggling and they also somehow would see robert the doll running up the stairs oh wow so they actually saw it in motion like i guess like i i don't know why you wouldn't throw it away at that point or maybe like it was just you know, glimpses just or something. Burn it, you know, just try to get rid of it aggressively. Yeah, and you know what? It uh, Robert the doll was stuffed with something. Uh, I can't remember what material it was. I didn't take that down as a note. But um, when I looked it up, it was actually like a, a highly flammable material. And so I was like, why didn't they just, you know, set that bad boy on fire? Something. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't miss a four-foot-something thing just running around. idly, <laughs> casually strolling through your living room. Mm-hmm. And so also another thing that they would report is seeing his facial expressions change, which I, I, I'm i going to post a photo. Yeah, which for me, I've, I've seen his face, so that's kind of it's another... It's hard to imagine, Yeah, right? that's, that's a real, like red flag right there yeah so like, for the listeners that have never seen it i'm of course going to post it on instagram and facebook uh the pic the current pictures of robert the doll but he looks like a potato face like he's like this lumpy face dude with like just these little black eyes and i'm just like what expre- expressions can he be doing so anyways so neighborhood children would also report seeing robert the doll watching them from the upstairs bedroom window and reports of mocking them as they walk to school but that it didn't elaborate on that like what exactly or how exactly is he mocking them like is it just seems weird yeah um 
So, anywho, so Jane's obsession with Robert the doll did not end in his childhood like most things do. He actually took his love for Robert into adulthood, which labeled him as an eccentric in society. He would talk about Robert in the first person as if he were a living person. Oh, wow. That, that's, that again would have been a red flag for me. For real. I feel like, wow, let's not hang out with Gene. <laughs> Gene's an outcast for a reason. Gene, you get your creepy-ass doll away from me. <laughs> exactly. So, he was labeled as an eccentric in society. He would talk about Robert in the first person as if he were a living person, and he would take him everywhere. Gene uh, went to art school as an adult, and that is where he met his wife, Annette. And so, Annette, this poor, beautiful soul that put up with his bullshit for some time, she moved back into his childhood home with them, or with Gene. And yeah, I like how you said with them, like yeah. you're actually counting Robert the doll. <laughs> yeah, Gene, Gene and Robert. Not so crazy now, are you, Gene? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so Annette, uh, rightfully so, hated Robert. And eventually she forced Gene to banish him into the attic. But instead of just... Why, why would you banish anything that you don't like into the attic? How about banish him, like... To the trash can. Yeah, or like <laughs> in a trunk that's Something. like outside... I don't know. Like, it, this, there's, like, so many things. Like, they put up with a lot with Gene. I'm just like, what? Like, if... I wonder what would happen. Gene like, must if, have had a lot of money. That's what well, I'm... Well, I, I think they were a wealthy family, actually. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah, so... But, uh, continue. Sorry to drive no, off on that. No. Damn it, Gene. <laughs> I had such a terrible thought right now. <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> so, Gene, uh, Robert, and Annette... They moved back into Jean's childhood home. And so Annette banished uh, Robert to the attic. But instead of just putting him in a corner or a trunk like a normal person, Jean made him a complete room and placed him facing looking outside a window where he was reportedly seen changing positions often. Like, well, that that's let's just put him in a window so we can see him do more creepy shit, right? Yeah, like... And so uh, Annette would also report hearing giggling and hearing footsteps upstairs. Of course, because it's the attic. So if you're running up there, you know, why not, you know. Yeah, why not make it as creepy as possible? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's being reported. People report, report seeing him, like, change different positions. I believe that there was some, like, a contract worker doing work up there and... Uh, he had turned his back on the doll. He saw him in one position, chain put his back to him, and then when he looked back at the doll, he was on the opposite side. And so, like, he would do things like that. And clearly, like, I, I'm just like, I don't fuck with that. So, they they really put up with a lot of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. Um, so, in 1974... Jean died, and Robert the doll was left behind for the next family to find in the house. The next family that moved into the house had a 10-year-old little girl that immediately took a liking to Robert the doll, but soon began experiencing the same things that Jean did when he was younger. She would wake up screaming in the middle of the night, saying Robert moved around in the room, and claimed that he was alive and wanted to hurt her. Wow, okay. Yeah. Let's just keep this guy around for a little bit longer. Exactly. Like, I, and, but that's why I'm just like, I think this is why they based Chucky 
off of Robert the doll because of like these, like you you hear about other dolls like oh it moved or like its expression changed or something, but like I, it's rare when you hear like this doll wanted to hurt me. Yeah, like it maliciously was yeah. going after you. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think, I think that that that's what sets Robert the doll apart from everybody else except for you know Annabelle, but whatever. Um, so. In 1994, Robert was donated to the museum where he currently resides at now, which is still in Key West, Florida. And so the museum is called the East Martello Museum, and Robert the doll is enclosed in his own protective glass case for visitors to come and gawk at him. And so in his captivity at the museum, a new set of horrors are unleashed. Visitors claim to feel as if the doll taunts and scares them as he sits there, which I I really don't understand. Yeah, how. I don't know how you would get. Mm. Yeah, like what? How is the doll taunting you? He's just sitting there, but whatever. Um, is he being passive aggressive? Because <laughs> I can understand that. I've, I've had people be passive aggressive. He's giving the down. silent treatment. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are claims that cameras that were working perfectly fine before begin to malfunction in the presence of Robert and only begin to work again when they are no longer near him. Which, you know what, I'm I'm not going to dispute that because, like, I know that that's a common occurrence around uh, paranormal investigators uh, saying, like, their batteries are drained quickly by ghosts or something. So that kind of makes sense. I'm just like, I'm not going to take that away from them. So, uh, let me see. So... For the unlucky few that do take his photograph, he is said to bring bad luck and misfortune if they don't ask his permission to photograph him. But with that, I'm just like, how do you know if he says yes? Yeah, there's... Like, I mean, what, what or if do he's, you even want him to say yes? It would be my question. Or, like, how do you... Like, what if he's in a pissy mood and he says no and, like, you still do it? Like, you think you, you asked his permission and he said yes and so you take it and then you're fucked. But whatever. So, anyways, reports of car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and other things are attributed to the photographs and will only be undone when they write a letter of apology to Robert. And so the museum displays these apology letters for visitors viewing pleasure almost as a deterrent or warning of Robert the Doll's evil powers. And so that's actually one of the things that I did here that like there's literally like a wall full of these apology letters. And um, I was listening to a podcast earlier. I don't remember what podcast it was because I just put Robert the Doll in Spotify and was just like, oh, look, a whole fucking playlist. And there was one girl that said um, they that her and her brother and I think another companion went to visit Robert the Doll. And they took his photograph with, like, the instant Polaroid cameras. Uh-huh. And that each one um, had Robert actually, like, after the photo developed, like, Robert was in a different position than what they actually photographed. Like, one of them was, uh, like, Robert was looking a certain direction instead of the way he was originally. And the third photograph that they took was, like, she said that Robert the doll looked like he was, like, standing up against the glass. I could be, like, misquoting this, but that's what I remember because I, like, got chills at my desk. And I was like, fuck that. Why would anybody be okay with that? And um, 
she said they did experience bad luck and they had to write an apology letter to Robert the doll. So, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, about this whole apology letter thing. Like, I don't think it's a thing. I think it's just something that they thought would appease him or they maybe would give him peace of mind, you know, on their own. Because, you know, how are you going to know if this apology letter was accepted or not you know it's yeah, just that's another thing like do you automatically get forgiven if you make an apology yeah letter? and who made this up what part of the lore and who confirmed like oh he forgives you or like i don't understand it well you know what um i didn't write this down because i didn't think i would really go into it but robert the doll actually kind of has a caretaker and yeah, she, I, she works I've, there at the museum i've heard that as well yeah and that so like, she takes him out once in a while, like, cleans him up, blah, blah, blah. But, like, she also uh, entered him into, like, some advertising contest so that they could win money for the museum. And, like, he won by a landslide. But um, when they asked her, do you think the the curse is true and all that, she said no, that she doesn't. And I was like, oh, okay, like, does Robert the doll like her? <laughs> or maybe, you know, if... It, it... It's a question if you believe. Some people say that if you don't, you know, out of sight, out of mind, if you're not, you know, if you're not skeptical, if you don't believe in the occult, maybe the occult leaves you alone. I don't know. I think that's bullshit, but... I really do, because I, I can tell you people that don't believe in it, they they won't tell you a single story. I mean, maybe they have seen something, or they just chalk it up to circumstance. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like that's my old, my little brother, who swears... That he's, he's never, never encountered anything paranormal. Yeah. yeah, he says it up and down the wall. I, mean, I know, you don't but, believe him. Yeah, but then but, like you have, he's like surrounded by family that are like, "Fuck yeah, stuff has happened." <laughs> yeah, but that's when you know, is it your imagination wild? You know, is it you know, it's just a lot of factors. Yeah, but he's which like, I think if the ladies like she's obviously spent a majority of the time with the doll, mm-hmm. and is even like taken out of the case, and you don't see her really fearing him at all so you know you got to put some stock in that story if she says he's you know he doesn't do anything he hasn't done anything Mm -hmm. maybe he just doesn't like people that come around and bother him so robert the doll's actually a hermit yeah well i i guess like at this point he would be like close to a hundred years old so i guess you just want to be left alone and have sincere company that isn't afraid of you <laughs> just just come to gawk and take photos yeah. when they when you don't feel like being i'm pretty sure i would be pretty cranky if uh, people just came and took photos and asked if i did spooky shit so <laughs> so I'm like of course i do so yeah like, I if guess i so. did and i do now <laughs> yeah so that is the story of robert the doll so uh what's your story um I actually went on this thing because I, I really wanted to hit something close to home. Uh, I actually wanted to hit something close to, like, Texas, Mexico, something with, you know, my Hispanic slash Mexican heritage. It was really hard because getting all these sites from Mexico, you can't really tell if it's actual fact or if it's just fan fiction or people just giving into it. Like, uh, I ran across this thing about a witch in the mountains, <laughs> and it had a lot of factual stuff in there, but then there was some people, uh, you know, discrediting it as somebody with 
balloons and a drone fucking around. So wait, are we talking about the one that was like debunked like by a TV show in um, Mexico? Maybe, but there's uh, there's the that one. Then there's like a there's an owl thing that I run across in. I swear to God, you're talking about Factor Fiction. I think it was a TV show. No, this literally wasn't so long. It was maybe like in two ten. To or well, I I don't remember what year it was, like, but it was it was pretty recent. Yeah, uh, but anyways, I I came across you know. The Isla de las Muñecas or Island of Dolls, which is located in Xochimilco, which is the center of Mexican City. Uh, what did I tell you that if you compared that city to Venice? I guess is it Venice? No, oh, with the waterway. With system. the waterways, it it runs a waterway system. So Chimilco, that's how you get across those stuff. So this uh, island of Dawes is actually an island in that little, you know, facility. It's uh, not that big, and uh, it was known to host a man named uh, Julian Santana Barrera, and uh, he was just a normal dude, uh, you know sold vegetables, you know, really, how to put it in English, I guess rural, he was uh, indigenous, I suppose is what you would put it. To, or well, I guess, like, are you saying like he was like a native? Yeah, like he was, what you wouldn't compare is like a town folk or uh, like a, a city guy, he was like indigenous, he, it's... He had, you know, he was, he had really, the place of the island of Muñecas is really close to a lot of Aztec oh, monuments. Like, okay. it, he was part of the land. Like, he knew the land itself. Oh, he was okay. out there. He wasn't scared of it. He didn't try to live in the town or in the city. He was comfortable living out there. Okay, so when people were coming in, it's like, okay, I understand that it was like city dwellers coming into the country. Yeah, or like people from the towns around him. They knew him as like, he, he was like a wild man, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. He was a nice guy, but he did his thing. You know what I mean? He's just he lived out there in in the, I guess jungle, what you would call it, or mm-hmm. brush, and uh, you know he just continued his life there for a while until uh, they say at some point while he was in the riverbanks he discovered the body of a drowned girl. Now a lot of it's been chalked up as that he's made it up on his own, uh, that it never happened. But a lot of people say, yeah, you know, he did discover a dead body's girl, a uh, dead girl's body. Like every time about a little girl? Yeah, like a, a girl. She had a, apparently been caught into one of the lilies and she couldn't surface up. Um. So she drowned. Um, it, I guess, really shook him. So uh, he was obviously disturbed by it. And at some point after this discovery, a couple of days afterwards, he was hearing, you know, like, crying, some kind of stuff out in the brush, and he went to the same area where that girl had drowned, and he discovered a doll. In his own, I guess, superstitious ways, he was like, you know what? Uh, To appease her, he got the doll and put it in a tree, Mm -hmm. thinking that it would satisfy the spirit or whatever. So, as... You know, his life progressed, the things just kept getting worse. He just kept hearing more and more voices, more and more giggling, more and more children. So he himself became almost 
in trance people say that he changed drastically. He became obsessed with filling the island with dolls. For the little girl? For, I guess, whatever he it is that he eventually started seeing out there. Because he started giving accounts that the dolls would talk to themselves as he walked through the forest. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, and he had some kind of fear of the place, but at the same time, he felt like he was responsible for it, I guess, for the guilt of it. Um, he basically became the caretaker of the island and uh, just kept transforming into this giant doll parts doll everything doll island yeah and uh eventually you know they he wouldn't take care of them so of course like the elements and everything would you know muck him up and and deteriorate him and he was just everybody who knew him knew that he had changed from this event and that he had really gotten deep into this this almost sounds like he like had mental health issues though. well uh, up until then he was just fine i mean he was okay nobody ever reported him of being off he sold vegetables to the people oh and yeah he was like a, imagine finding the yeah dead a, body of a little of girl. course it, it must have haunted him you know then around 2001 he dies of a heart attack now it's been speculated that he died at the exact same spot where he found the little girl and some people say he died somewhere close to it. You I, know, I it, didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah. Um, you, uh, well, he had literally been around, I think it says like uh, 1950s he had started. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, 1950s. Uh, he did it. He did all this to protect against the evil spirits. And uh, all this led him to, you know, alcoholism. Uh, just being excommunicated from the group that he was in, you know, it just, it really dove him into it. And, it, and people just let, let him be like this hermit in this island that he had created. Um, yeah, uh, of course, he constantly said that he would hear a young woman cry out, I want my doll. Hmm. And, you know, the whispers of them, footsteps... Anguish wells coming from, you know, the woods that he called home. You know, this is like miles away from civilization. There's no electricity, nothing. So you got to understand when it gets pitch dark, it gets pitch dark out there. Um, so, yeah, um, he died of a heart attack. And, you know, some people say that, you know, he's actually he changed it when he dies because uh, some people say that it's spooky, but a lot of natives say that. Ever since that happened, it's turned into kind of like an enchanted place. What it, do you mean? Like, it feels like magical when you go in there. Like, are there flowers and shit? Well, I mean, it's lush. It's a lush place. But mm -hmm. they, like, locals report that they don't feel threatened or... Spooked. Or spooked when they go through it. The tourists happen to go, I don't... I, I didn't read too many accounts of it. Of what people feel about it when they go there. Um... It's just what the locals described as charmed, not haunted. But, like I said, I read up that a lot of travelers claim that they hear the dolls whisper to each other still. <laughs> That's, like, not okay. Like, I, I can imagine, like, somebody going crazy because they think that the dolls are whispering to them or they're crazy and... Well, you gotta understand, this is, like, literally, like, almost the whole island covered with nothing but dolls and doll parts. So, they can have a 
quite an effect on you to just see lushness covered in plastic. Oh no, I'm looking up images of it right now. Hell no, that is not like magical or anything. Like if I were to see that, I'd be like, no thank you. I'd turn around like some serial killer fucking lives here clearly. <laughs> this is not okay. This is like the doll version of, uh, what's that movie that we saw, Cannibal Holocaust? I guess, like I said, I guess if you know the story and you knew him as a local and you knew what he, that he stayed there, that's why they they don't feel too threatened by the place. If you're an outsider and you go, of course it's going to be scary as hell. Hell yeah, like, I'm just looking at these, like, man, that's a lot of dolls. Like, where did these dolls come from? He would actually find them, that says that he would find them washing up on the canals. Mm, okay. And he would rummage through people's garbage and get whatever he could. Like, he was literally obsessed. He had to find them, and whatever he could get, a foot, a doll foot, a doll hand, some hair, anything that belonged to dolls, he would just pin it up against trees, rocks, you know... Spiked gates, uh-huh. apparently. <laughs> yeah, any anywhere that he could fit them just well, to kind of stop the voices from yelling. Mm-hmm. Were there any photos of him? I didn't see any, to be honest with you. Hmm. Well. But I didn't really deep dive into trying to find anything. Well, I, I feel like there should be. like There should be. I, I know that a lot of people actually went and... Oh, maybe this is him that... Oh, yeah, yeah there you go. That's him. Yeah, that's definitely him. He looks much... Yeah, he definitely looks like an older guy that's definitely seen the elements. Well, uh, he was also known to be heavily into pulka. What's which that? is tequila uncut moonshine. Just <laughs> pure unleaded gasoline diesel, I mean. That, I don't know. That just seems so sad. Like, I... I genuinely believe, like, that this was mental illness. Well, I mean, he was just fine up until he saw that trauma, I guess, and it completely changed him and his surroundings. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that it's definitely something, like, if we were to ever visit this area, I'd like to see during the day. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not at night. Um, I uh, Yeah, I wouldn't recommend you being anywhere in indigenous areas of mexico at night yeah i yeah that's true <laughs> but um yeah that's creepy as fuck mm-hmm. and not just because i'm saying that it's something will get you i'm saying the animals and just the wildlife around there is pretty lush hey anything else for that story um, no that's pretty much it i mean it's really i wouldn't say a creepy doll but you know it has dolls involved in it that's the best i could find that is related to my region of the country aside from like your original doll story that was like on the first episode oh yeah and of course like i've heard other people tell me stuff like that but not anything where it is of like national nor notoriety or yeah it's actually been reported or deep dived into by you know i I think i heard or i read that the what is it the ghost channel or uh, no uh ghost hunters no 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 uh travel channel oh did a segment on it at one point and a couple of other of those genre traveling type things just to fill in spooky haunted places yeah that that definitely seems like a place they would uh they would highlight (laughs) so um 
let us know what you thought about these stories. Uh, I'm going to, of course, post these photos on Instagram and our Facebook page. Um, Do you have a crazy doll story yeah. that you want to share? I feel like I feel like at least like everybody has one family member that has like a spooky doll story. Yeah. Like, and you know, your, your Teddy Roxbury said something inappropriate to you at one time. Ruxpin, not Roxbury. Roxbury sorry. <laughs> Um, no, but um, your cabbage patch doll. You, you know. know what? Like I was thinking about this earlier. Like, what happened to porcelain dolls? Like, do they who do they even sell them anymore? Well, of course they sell them, but it's I. I think they just gave way to something like plastic, which was a little bit cheaper, Faster. a little bit more mass produced. You didn't have to go to specialty store. Your kid. Really didn't have to take care of the porcelain doll. You know, mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, I had a porcelain doll yeah. that my grandma gave me. And you had to be super gentle with it, right? Yeah. yeah. I actually used to turn her away from me because I always felt like she was staring at me. Yeah, and I'm, like I said, some people find porcelain dolls very charming, but no. the good 90% of us know that they're creepy as fuck. No, have I ever told you I had an ex-boyfriend that... It was actually like my first boyfriend ever, and I went to his house and I met his mom... And he was giving me the whole house tour, and she had, like, this little room that was literally just covered in, like, the glass porcelain dolls, like, just shelves. Like, you just walked in, and it felt like they were all staring at you. It's literally giving me a shiver right now, and I was just, like, not about it. I'm just, (laughs) like, that says a lot, and that should have been a red flag, like, this crazy lady is raising you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, a lot of people find them, you know, very alluring, very charming, you know, growing up in that age. Uh, but I think just time has said, no, sir, <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, no more porcelain dolls. Yeah, that takes too much time to make. Or just in general, they're creepy, expensive and, you know, fragile. Mm-hmm. Not something a two or three year old should be playing with. Yeah. Except, like, I was obsessed with those little fucking dolls that uh, was there at the toy show. That, yeah, that... they would get a lot of those, too. I remember a lot of those would be out and about. Uh, those were yeah. cool. Yeah. But, okay, I'm sorry. I, I rambled a little bit. So, yeah, if you do have, like, your own creepy doll story, uh, definitely send it in. Uh, let's chat paranormal at gmail.com or... You could message us directly on Instagram or Facebook, and that is paranormal.chat. Definitely give us a follow, give us some likes so that we show up in uh, people's feeds, and uh, definitely give us a rating and review and follow us on whatever uh, platform that you're listening to us on. Um, I think iTunes is the main one that... uh, it's uh, that you could read the reviews because I, I don't think I've ever looked to see if there's a Spotify review oh. page. Well, and also I'd like to add everybody stay safe, wash your hands, don't hoard stuff, and try to stay away from everything so we get over this. Yeah, stay safe. Share toilet paper. Like, not use toilet paper, but, you know. <laughs> or buy a bidet. <laughs> I swear I'm going to buy a bidet because of all this bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Have a good night. Thank you.